Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Shit Show. As always, I'm joined by Brother Nick. Brother Nick, how the hell are you? I'm really good, Lucy. I'm sitting here in my little fort slash studio. It's really warm, but I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, and no, it looks really hot because it's so scratchy, like heavy blankets. I know, and it's coming into summer as well. I know. Weird flex, but this week I was on Breakfast, which is like one of New Zealand's morning sort of TV shows, and both mum and dad said that... Oh, she could have made her bed better because I'm in fucking lockdown and my bed was in the background. 20 seconds into the podcast and you have to flex that you're on national TV. All right. No, cool. okay. Well, the thing is, the thing is, Nick, more people probably listened to this than saw me on. Nah, that's a lie. That's a lie. It was cool to be on the news. I swore twice. So that's good for me. Yeah, swearing on national TV. Good on you, Liz. Yeah, it was uh, 8.30 in the morning. So all the oldies would have just started to tune in with their marmalade on toast. Oh my God. Yeah, Nick, I got a, um email that was someone obviously called Old Pop or something. They wanted to sign up to the newsletter, but they just emailed me, register sent from my iPhone. Oh, it's pretty cute. Oh, I hope I you sent them instructions on how to. Yeah, I did. They said, would you like to subscribe? And then I, they said yes, and I could manually do it for them. So that's amazing. Oh, fantastic. Now, now that's service loose, isn't it? Oh, I honestly service with a smile always. I do, though, have to talk about something that didn't make me smile this week. Well, actually, it made me piss myself and it hurt my feelings. But Nick... I sent it to you, the review we got this week about the shit show. Now, let me read it out for you listeners. Three stars. Interesting and entertaining, but too much singing. Great podcast covering a variety of interesting topics, but Lucy constantly sings for no reason. Now, there usually is a reason, so (laughs) I'll get to that. And it really takes away from the enjoyment of the podcast for me. And this was sent in by LB... Someone, 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 someone. And I'm thinking, it looks like I've just written it to myself. Yeah, Lucy, are you trying to stir up fake controversy for the podcast? I'm trying to, yeah, I didn't have anything to say for an intro, so I just gave us a three-star review and said Lucy sings too much. No, but I don't sing for no reason because last time it was my off-key um, Never Gonna Give You Up that would have really just put the nail in the coffin for this reviewer. It was important that you got that in there as well. That was essential for the podcast that you sung that. It was essential for my um, for my singing career, actually, which is now ended. Thank you, LB, random person from Canada. I'm just pissed they gave us three stars. Like They could have at least given us four or five. Like I mean, it was a mostly positive review apart from the singing. And three stars, like... That's pretty poor. (laughs) (laughs) It is quite funny, though, eh? Like, people can just say whatever they want, and I swear they think that no one will ever read it, but, like, little do they know. The reviews, I'm on them. I'm looking at them. It made me laugh, but it hurt your feelings. Um, So we we are people, too. (laughs) So if you um, want the singing to continue or to come back, maybe leave a review saying... 
that you like my singing. <laughs> is that a pledge to not sing for the rest of the podcast, Luz? I'm not going to. I'm not going to sing for the rest of the podcast. And look, if we drop off in listeners this week, that's why. All right, that's enough of that. Luz, do you have a weird story for us? I do have a weird story. Well, it's actually not that weird. It's kind of sad. I was halfway through writing the newsletter and then... I went on to BBC and I saw that Ed Sheeran had COVID-19. And, like, it's not weird that he got COVID-19, but it's fun. It's just weird because I shared his statement on Instagram to our stories and people started messaging me thinking... Loose. <laughs> people were messaging me asking if you got COVID. Oh, my God. To my private Insta. Oh, my God. No, they <laughs> Like, bestie, like, you've got nothing to be sorry for. Like, take your time. Get better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> messaging you? Oh, just some just friends of mine. <laughs> but I think that's so cute. <laughs> so, basically, this week, people thought I had COVID. But no, it was just Ed Sheeran. Just Ed Sheeran. Nick, what is your weird story of the week? Weird internet story what is the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week shit you got there in the end so i was just scrolling twitter one day and i saw a video of a north korean army exhibition um basically it was a display of the north korean army for for kim jong-un and his and it's just dudes fighting in the street with their tops off like people running headfirst into concrete blocks there's an army tough guy getting like the shit beating around him with like giant poles a whole bunch of bricks getting like karate chop like on spongebob it's really bizarre and kim jong-un is just sitting there really casually being like hell yeah these are my dudes oh my god nick someone actually sent this to us last week and said please talk about this on the shit show i don't know if it was to my email or to siska or what but i'm really glad that you brought it up because the people wanted it yeah oh sweet no i'll um i'll see if i can figure out how to post a video of it on the shit show instagram so you can all have a look uh loose what's your uh what's your first story for us this week so my first story is one that i'm sure we've all heard about by now but it is the tragic news of helena hutchins death on the set of alec baldwin's latest film rust now she was the director of photography and she was shot when alec baldwin fired a prop gun which was obviously not meant to be loaded but it was so here's what we know so far Two people, Helena Hutchins, who was 42 and the director of photography, and also Joel Souza, I think it's pronounced, um, the director, were shot on set. Hutchins was pronounced dead after being flown by helicopter to the University of New Mexico Hospital, and Souza was also injured but later released. So reportedly what happened was Alec Baldwin was handed a loaded weapon by an assistant director who said that it was safe to use. They yelled, cold gun which means obviously not a fucking loaded weapon but it was accidentally loaded with live rounds and no charges have been filed but investigations are sort of ongoing now nick had you heard about this did this mind boggle you yeah it seems absolutely wild to me that on such a a massive production things like this can happen i know and and there's there's actually a bunch of really interesting things about this story so earlier in the day um a report in the la times stated that literally the crew some of the crew had walked off the set of rust because it had such poor or unsafe working conditions 
Apparently, Nick, there was crew members that had texted each other saying that there had already been two or three accidental, like, misfires. Like, the gun had been shot twice accidentally with bullets in it. Wow. So this had already happened earlier that day. I don't know if the guns had gone off that day, but people walked off, like, in a strike that day because the conditions were unsafe. So one of the crew members said that after the first two misfires or accidentally loaded guns there should have been an investigation into what had happened um there were no safety meetings apparently there was no assurance that it wouldn't happen again all they wanted to do was rush 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 so obviously the big question is why did the gun have real bullets in it real ammunition in it and no one no one knows why so like Yes, in films, they have sometimes real weapons, as they did this time, um, that can fire either bullets or blanks. Now, blanks are gunpowder charges that produce a flash and a big bang, but no deadly bullet. Blanks can, however, still be lethal at a close range, so there's got to be huge measures around. But this gun was believed to have, like, accidentally been left with live rounds in it instead of blanks, which it should have had. To be honest, it was it's actually really, really sad. The person that was involved of weapons on the set was 24-year-old Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and she actually went on a podcast earlier in the year, and she said this. By all means, I'm still learning. I think loading blanks was, like, the scariest thing to me because I was like, oh, I don't know anything about it. Honestly, I really do feel for Hannah because, you know, we've all been in that state of mind where you've got a new job and you sort of have imposter syndrome and you say things that probably aren't true like she would have been trained I'm sure maybe not properly but but this is on the record of her saying this and I I don't know I feel obviously no one intended for this to happen yeah it's it's such a like I'm lost for words on this especially that it was at the hands of Alec Baldwin it came as a real real shock I was sitting on the couch and it came through as a notification on my phone and I sort of looked at Liv and I said holy fuck like you won't believe what's just happened now there have been reports that it could have been this could have happened because the film didn't have the money to spend on gunfire safety experts but then also like I listened to Trevor Noah speaking about this and he was just sort of like you, if you can't afford to have to have experts on the weapons that you're using, you should not have the weapons. There's no need for fake weapons to cause like real harm or real deaths. Like they can CGI this shit in movies. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking while you were saying that. Like, if you can't afford to have the experts on hand for this sort of stuff, then why have it? Exactly, exactly. The film also, quite chillingly, is about an accidental murder on a ranch. Like, the whole the whole thing is just, it's, it's yeah, it's mind-boggling. And I'm kind of lost for words as well. I just, I feel truly, truly awful for literally everyone involved, for Helena's family, for Alec Baldwin, for everyone that was on the set. Like, for everyone that's going to be dealing with this forever it's also not the first time this has happened so in in 1984 actor john eric hexham was killed on the set of the tv series cover-up when he accidentally shot himself with a gun that was loaded with blanks you know how i said before that blanks can still be dangerous at a close range so that one was actually 
loaded with blanks and he still did unfortunately die and then in 1993 Brandon Lee who's Bruce Lee's son died after a prop gun was fired on the set of The Crow by another actor so it's just it's terrifying that this still happens and I mean it shouldn't take something like this to happen for there to maybe be a change in how we handle weaponry on set or whether we even allow it but I don't know. That's quite, that's quite a sad story to sort of start off with. Do you have something else for me? Yeah, I've got something a little lighter. Um, Amazon in India have introduced a new way to attract and retain delivery drivers during the busiest uh, period of the year, during Diwali. They've modelled a reward scheme off the biggest cricket league in the world and they're calling it the Delivery Premier League. Luce, do you know what the Indian Premier League is? I know it has something to do with cricket, so I'm instantly not interested. However, I'm really interested in Amazon's sort of like exploitation, but make it fun though. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like an intersection of our interests, me with cricket and you with, you know, gamifying and all that sort of... (laughs) Gamifying fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how does it work? So it's based off the game of cricket. And for those of you who don't know how cricket works, it's basically baseball, but better in pretty much every way um you score you score runs for your team and the team with the most runs wins that's essentially it it's like baseball um in the amazon version however you score runs for each delivery you make and once you get a certain number of runs you go into the draw to win prizes such as mobile phones gift cards and motorbikes so they like have a platform that um when you're logged in it like counts your deliveries and then do they transfer into runs yeah yeah exactly during really busy periods or when it's raining and no, one's to, no one wants to go out and deliver packages in the rain, um, there are power overs where you can score double or triple the amount of runs. Honestly, it like I get it, having incentives, and I'm glad that because they're getting paid, what, like less than two US dollars for per hour for their job, like I get, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel gross about it, though. I know. It's it's very conflicting because one of the drivers said, I'm just loving it in these past six months. So the drivers are obviously really happy with it. But they wouldn't have to be happy with this weird gimmicky thing if they just got paid enough to not have to play the game. I was about to sing um, Bo Burnham's Jeffrey Bezos song. However, you know the drill. Your girl doesn't sing. You're not allowed to sing today. Um <laughs> But that's really weird because I had that song stuck in my head when I was, when I was writing this out. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do no, it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you can't You can't do it, Lucy. You're not allowed. I'm not even allowed to talk it. Okay, well, since I'm not allowed to sing, maybe I should just say my second story. Why do I not be good at words right now? It was me last week. It's you this week. It's because I've had an infestation of ants in my bedroom right before recording this podcast and like they're literally just down to my left and you guys would be sickened about them. Anyway, my second story, a Japanese princess married her college sweetheart and lost her royal status. Now, this does sound like the plot of like a Barbie movie, doesn't it, Nick? Yeah, like it, it does. Love conquers all. The commoner saves the princess. Literally, kind of like Rapunzel. Was that a commoner or was that a prince? No, maybe it's Tangled. Anyway, it feels like the plot of a movie, but it's not. 
So Japan's Princess Marco married her college sweetheart, her publications keep calling a commoner, which just really feels rude because he literally has a law degree. Jesus, if he's a commoner, then what the hell am I? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so the princess married the commoner and now she can no longer have the royal title. Basically, these two met at uni about 10 years ago and were originally going to marry in November of 2018, but they postponed it after the Japanese media revealed that his mother was caught up in a minor financial scandal. Now, the tabloids just went in on these two. It was actually really bad, apparently. It had horrible consequences on both of their mental healths, which is so sad. But anyway, love... Love conquered. They ended up getting married. They actually didn't have a formal wedding. They had a fucking press conference. Like, usually they get to have a formal wedding and, like, a big reception banquet and all these, like, beautiful traditions. But no, press conference. Um, They paid for the press conference venue themselves because social media said they should not waste taxpayers' money. Um, The princess even turned down the equivalent of $1.7 million New Zealand dollars of taxpayers' money that is traditionally given to a woman who, like, loses her her royalty after she marries a commoner. Now, fun fact from the Instagram comments, so could be false, I actually haven't fact-checked this, but apparently if a man married a commoner, they wouldn't lose their royal status. Yeah, nah, that's not cool. No, that's fucked. But it is how... The world works. Now, all of this, as I've said, has put both of these people, because they are actually people, not just princess plus commoner, through just the most, lots of mental health issues. And now, honestly, I just wish them the best. They can go and live their common, like, law degree lives, which is completely not common. That's amazing for them. But um, I hope they're very happy. Lucy, is it like is, is it like Shrek when Fiona marries Shrek? Oh, No. No, yes, it's Shrek. Oh my God, that would have been so much better as a title for the newsletter. <laughs> oh, oh, Nick, that's excellent. It is like Shrek. Do you have another news story for us? I do. So, hiker lost on mountain for 24 hours, ignored calls from rescuers because he didn't recognise the phone number. Now, if that's not the most millennial slash relatable thing I've seen in a long time, then I don't know what is. It's literally millennial, except for I've li- I've just written about how I don't like talking about the divides between millennials and Gen Z, but I'm totally going to be a hypocrite right now, because are you a millennial or a Gen Zer? Uh, I don't know. I call myself a millennial, but I don't know. I don't like to get bogged down with titles and you act like a labels and things like that. No, the generational divide is dumb and kind of boring. But if we had to say you acted like a group, it would be millennials. Anyway, please tell me about this hiker that couldn't be couldn't be found because they didn't want to pick up an unknown <laughs> number. So, yeah, so the hiker was reported missing at 9pm after going on a morning hike up Mount Albert, which is the highest point in the Rocky Mountains, so it's a pretty big mountain just to cruise up for, I don't know, just a morning. Um, The alarm was raised after they hadn't returned for about 11 hours. Uh, So the search team called the hiker several times to try and locate them, but never got a hold of them. And, yeah, then they just started searching throughout the night. The hiker, to his credit, did spend the night out looking for the for the right trail back to his car, uh, and he ended up back at home at 9.30 the next day. None the wiser that anyone was even looking for him. Wait, so, but, but he obviously declined the calls. 
Yeah, he thought they were, I don't know, like robocalls or something. Scammers. That's interesting that he didn't even call for help. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there are some questions to be asked about this. Why didn't he just open up Google Maps? So, yeah, all, all of the tweets are basically like, say you're a millennial without saying you're a millennial, and 10 to 1 odds, this was a millennial, lol. Um, but, yeah, why why didn't he just open up Google Maps or text someone or I don't know? No, do you know what? He was probably at one with nature, and he was just like, I kind of want to be lost. Maybe being lost was better than his day job. No, the, um, the search and rescue team did post saying, um, that we shouldn't be going in on him because people, when they're stressed and under you know circumstances like this, can make irrational decisions. Yes, I'm glad he's safe and and he probably will pick up the phone. Also, rats to whoever published that story because that's like an odd story. He was safe. They did not need to say that he didn't pick up his phone. Nick, do you have a good news story for me this week? I do, and this is really cool actually. Um, it's another it's another animal story, but I think we're here for that. Um, Bear, the hero dog who saved koalas from Australia's wildfire, honoured with a ward. Mm-hmm. So the good boy named Bear, a six-year-old Australian coolie, found and helped save over 100 injured koalas caught in burnt forests left behind by the huge bushfires that Australia had in 2019. That's so cute. I know. The, um, the International Fund for Animal Welfare honoured the six-year-old paparino at the Animal Action Awards at the House of Lords on October the 12th. Due to COVID restrictions, Bear couldn't make the flight out to England, so he zoomed into the event virtually to accept his prize. Oh my god, Nick. I am obsessed. That is the best one we've had yet. I know. The the photo of him on the Zoom call, he looks so happy as well. Can you put that on the Shit Show podcast Instagram? I I absolutely can. What kind of dog is he? Uh, He's an Australian coolie. God, I actually don't even have a picture of what that looks like, but I'm just picturing cute. That is a great news story. Now, before you ask, I don't have a comment of the week because it was the comment about my singing. <laughs> oh, it's cop out. <laughs> I've got a good comment. Go. What's your comment? So on your post about the uh, old people giving t- tips to the younger generation, one of the uh, one of the old people, I feel bad calling them old people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the old boys called Eddie um, said, learn your times tables and keep active. Oh. And the comment was, Eddie doesn't need to call me out like that, though. <laughs> Not me thinking this was going to be wholesome as. Yeah, I saw so many people being like, Eddie knows I don't know my fucking times tables. Also, what's your hardest times table? Like, what's the one that um, fucks with you? I think it's probably the eight, the eights times tables. Yes, it's eight sevens. Or six sevens. What the fuck? six sevens? It's 42. 42. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And eight sevens, 56. Yeah. But they're wrong. What do you mean they're wrong? No, they're not wrong. Well, they're right. Well, they're right. They're right. But they're, they're not good times tables. Anyway, on that note, I think it's probably time we wrap this shit up. <laughs> do you? Oh, you got more you want to fucking say, Mr. Silent Mute Mouse over there? Well, what should I say to that? Yeah, yeah, let's go home. I have ants to go and clean up, but Nick, where can these wonderful people find you? They can find me hanging out over on the Shit Show Instagram. Just type in the Shit Show into your Instagram search bar and you'll find it. What about you, Luce? Where will they find you? You can find me on the other side of the Siska Daily Morning. You- oh, shit. No. Siska, no, no, no. Siska Daily Morning. We can't afford any more bad reviews. (laughs)
This is good daily morning newsletter. This is good daily newsletter. You can find me on the other end of it in the inbox. You can subscribe at the link in our bio. Also, please keep um, sharing how you're listening to this and putting it on your stories. We love to see it. Nick loves getting those little tags on the shit show Instagram and replying to you. And it just makes our life. Right, Nick, you go and have a bloody good weekend. Marlborough anniversary weekend, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a long weekend. Love that for you. Well, I'm in lockdown, so every day's a weekend. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you seem so excited about it. <laughs> I know. Fuck my life. Love you, everyone. See you next week. See you later.